Husbands, you must be men who love your wives and do not provoke your children to anger. Very interesting. That's in the Bible. We're going to talk about it today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. My name's Rod Embry. I'm Janice. And this is Bible Discovery TV from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. We read all of that Bible. We've been doing that. And we're going to talk about this in Colossians chapter 3 in just a moment. Very good, about five minutes. But first, Ryan, what's going on? A uh, good one today. I'm talking about the triumphal procession of Jesus Christ, which Paul refers to in 2 Corinthians 2 and also in Colossians 2. All right, very good. Look forward to that, Janice. Today, it's our Friday wrap-up question. It will be anywhere from Ephesians chapter 1 through to Colossians 4. When we're finished with the question, we're going to be talking to Rod's sister, Robin, again today. It's her final day with us, so you will not want to miss this program. Open up your Bible and let's listen to what the Lord is saying. Colossians 3, 18 through 25. Wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Bondservants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men-pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily, as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong, will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality. Colossians chapter 3, verses 18 through 25. We continue today with Colossians 3 and 4, and this is exciting as we go through these books to read how Paul wrote to the church. It is something else, I'll tell you. Well, many are angry and frustrated today with everything happening in the world. I mean, we've got wars, we've got inflation, we've got layoff, we've got gas prices, and this is just to name a few. Now, it may seem easy to forget, but it's vital that we remember, while we may live in the world, our true citizenship is not of any country in this world. As Christians, we are citizens of heaven. When we begin to pay attention to and observe the ways of God, as written in the Bible, things begin to change in a real way. Much of it is learning how to truly live and to love. When we come to Jesus Christ and surrender to him, we give up our own ideas about how to live and take on his teaching. And Jesus told us in John chapter 8, verses 31 to 32, that if we know and live in the word, then we will know the truth and the truth will set us free. Christ is the word. Now, this is important to remember right now because things are happening and it's very challenging. But as we consider this, I'd like you to take your Bible guide and turn to today's passage. 
And, and as you do so, remember that uh, if you don't have a Bible guide, why not? We're starting next year on January with uh, going through the Bible again, all new. And it's very, very exciting. But we'll send it to you if you call and write or if you go to Bible Discovery TV. You know, we've made it available there after you go through the donate page. Let me say thank you for your donations. We very much appreciate them. And there's other things that we're going to continue to do to make these things available. Anyway, uh, and then I want to just tell you that the Bible Guide becomes important. Next year is going to be exciting. So make sure that you get on for the Bible Guide. That's very important. But today we're going to pray and talking about living life. In Colossians 3, beginning with verse 18. And Father, I pray today in Jesus' name that you would help us as we serve you and take these few minutes here to listen to what you've said, teach us your way and show us your paths. We need to know what your scripture says, so help us to see that today. Help me, help them, help everybody, Lord. Help them, Father, to understand who you are in Jesus' name. And we said together, amen, or make it so. The Bible says this in Colossians chapter 3, verse 18. Wives, submit to your own husbands as fitting in the Lord. Right there, that's a problem in today's world, isn't it? Wives are to be submissive to their husbands as fitting in the Lord. Husbands, too, have specific responsibilities before God. We must love our wives. I don't think there's been another time when I've taught this when this is so challenged. Husband and wives are the same before God, but our roles are different. Keep that in mind. How we respond and react in this world, just like leaders and followers are the same to God, but their roles are different. You see, beloved, we need to understand that. Everybody's so driven on doing their own thing their own way. Beloved, the Bible tells us that wives should submit to their husbands and husbands should love their wives. I, I just need to tell you that. That's very, very important. That's what the scripture says. And I believe the scripture. Colossians chapter 3, 19 to 21 says, Husbands, love your wives. And do not be bitter towards them. Husbands, love your wives and don't be bitter towards them. Did you get that? You got you to work on this, husbands. Children, obey your parents in all things. For this is well-pleasing to the Lord. These are for Christians, for people who believe in God. Fathers, do not provoke your children. Don't provoke your children, dads, lest they become discouraged. What does Paul say? Paul says husbands must be men who love their wives and fathers who love their children. That's what men are called to do. Our world has a distorted view of love. I mean, it is massively distorted. As believers, we are called to demonstrate godly love. 1 Corinthians 13. Remember that? Love never fails. Remember that? What is love? Read 1 Corinthians 13. More excellent way. Paul talks about this and he says, this is what love is. Husbands, love your wives and love your children. It's a whole resetting of our thinking, isn't it? With the way that people react and are doing things, but that's what the Bible says. I'm just reporting on what the Bible says. All right. Now let's go to 22 to 25 in chapter 3. Bond servants. Bond servants or employees 
obey in all things your masters or your employers according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. God is higher than you. God is higher than your boss. You got to serve as you're serving God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the reward of the inheritance. For you serve the Lord Christ, but he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done. And there is no partiality. Let me tell you something. Paul said it this way. As employees, we are to serve at our jobs as if we are working for Christ. In all areas of our life, it's all areas of our life, the Lord will help us if we pray. And I know there's a lot of people out there saying a lot of things. But if Christians, Christ followers, people have chosen to give their life to Jesus Christ, if we choose to follow him, then we've got to adjust our lives to follow him. That doesn't mean, you know, going into the past. And it, it means learning how to love. We got to learn how to love. What a fascinating concept. We don't learn how to love by seeing movies. We don't learn how to love by watching television or the internet. We learn how to love by thinking and meditating and understanding what the word of God says. And it teaches us his way. And the Holy Spirit is the one who empowers us with the love of God. The love of God is so needed today, beloved. And, and as we do that, people begin to notice there's something different about him. There's something different about her. And as husband and wife, if they get married, which they should, as they get married under God, the Bible, they say, we're going to commit our lives to loving each other as God has given us that love to illustrate to the world what it means in God's eyes to be married and to demonstrate that for people to see. That's important. Beloved, we need to focus on that because that's exactly what God says. Father, today I pray in Jesus' name that you would help us to make sense out of all this. And help us, Lord, in the midst of this society. We're not calling people to sell everything they have and run off and hide. We're calling people to come together and to learn how to love again. That's the opposite of hate. That's how we deal with hate in our world. Help us to learn how to love in Jesus' name. Hi, Rod Hembry. We go through the Bible in one year. It's exciting. It's great. And you can join us by searching Bible Discovery TV on your phone. That's right, on your phone, your iPhone or your Android phone. And when you do so, you'll find the app. You can download the app and watch it anytime you want. Never miss a program right here on Bible Discovery TV. We'll see you there. Welcome back to the program. My segment today focuses on two different passages. The first is 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, and the second is Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. Both of these passages are penned by Paul, and he says in 2 Corinthians 2, 14, but thanks be to God who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession 
and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. Now, that's a really interesting image, and he uses it again in Colossians 2.15. But have you ever wondered exactly what Paul was picturing here? Well, it would seem that the apostle is comparing our triumph in Christ to a Roman military procession. Check it out. But thanks be to God, declares Paul, who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one we are an aroma that brings death, to the other an aroma that brings life. Here the apostle apparently compares our triumph in Christ to that of a Roman military triumphal procession which was one of the grandest spectacles of ancient times. In fact, such processions were only granted to a conqueror when certain conditions were met. Included among these was that the victory had to be complete and decisive, and it had to be over a foreign foe. At least 5,000 of the enemy had to have been slain in a single battle, and the conquest had to have extended beyond the territory of the state, and put an end to the war. When all the required conditions were met, then a day was appointed for this grand and very public spectacle. On this day, the temples were all open and decorated with flowers, while incense smoked from every altar. Fragrant odors from burning spices were profusely scattered through the temples and along the streets, loading the air with their perfume. In the procession were the Senate and the chief citizens of the state, who thus by their presence honored the conqueror. The richest spoils of war, such as gold, silver, weapons of every description, standards, rare and costly works of art, and everything that was deemed most valuable by either conqueror or vanquished were carried in open view of the crowded city. The prisoners of war were also compelled to march in the procession. The general, in whose honor the triumph was decreed, rode in a chariot drawn by four horses. His robe was embroidered with gold and his tunic with flowers. In his right hand was a laurel bow, and in his left a scepter, while on his brow there was a wreath of Delphic laurel. Amid the shouts of the soldiers and the applause of the populace, the conqueror was carried through the streets to the Temple of Jupiter, where sacrifices were offered, after which there was a public feast in the temple. It is to this grand spectacle which Paul is no doubt alluding to in this 2 Corinthians 2 passage, and also in Colossians 2.15, where he declares, And God, having disarmed the powers and authorities, made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Paul betrays Christians as captives in Christ's triumphal procession, who spread the aroma or knowledge of him everywhere. And just as the fragrances of the Roman procession were inhaled by both the captives of war doomed to die, as well as the victors, so too will the pleasing aroma of Jesus Christ, the great and ultimate conqueror, be spread among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one we are an aroma that brings death, but to the other an aroma that brings life. So Paul pictures Christians as captives in the triumphal procession of Jesus Christ, who are used by God to spread the aroma of the knowledge of Christ everywhere. This triumph is happening now as we witness to others about the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And just as in the Roman procession, that aroma will be breathed in by both the friends of Christ as well as his enemies, both the condemned and the victors in Christ. And the battle's already won. I mean, just read the end of the Bible. 
So if you haven't found your freedom in Christ, then I really do pray that you would do it today because tomorrow it isn't promised. So believe on him and his work on the cross. Accept him as your Lord and Savior today. It's very important that we understand that Jesus Christ has timing issues. Uh, and he tells us that the time is not forever. Time had a beginning and it'll have an end. And we are in the time of grace. And in this time, come the Jesus Christ. And people pray this way. And this is how some people close their eyes to lock out everybody around, to not be disturbed. But this is how you pray. If you want to pray with me, I encourage you to do so. If you're not a Christian, I would encourage you to try this and understand and give it everything inside of you. And there may be some people who truly need this and they understand that. And Father, I pray today you would convict and touch and help those people today in Jesus' name. Pray and say, Jesus, I believe you died on the cross. I believe you miraculously rose again. And today I need help with my sin. I'm not doing well and I need help. Help me, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. And do you know what? As you pray that prayer and mean it, God will bring his mercy into your life and that will change everything. And so God helps us, beloved. He is not out to, you know, you'd have to buy something or call an 800 number or you just pray right where you're at. That's the simplest thing to do. And God will transform and change your life. Very, very important. Very good. Janice, do we have the question? We do have the question. And uh, Ryan and Robin can answer it if you want Robin to, Robin. Robin is from Goodyear, Arizona, which is just outside of Phoenix. And Robin, how are you today? Doing great. Okay, Beautiful good. Beautiful day in so Arizona. She's going to, you're going to have to help, help us answer the question. All right. Okay, Robin, here we go. Okay, so here's the question. What piece of the armor of God will enable us to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one? Is that the shield of faith, the belt of truth, or the helmet of salvation? What piece of the armor of God will enable us to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one? What do you the think? The shield of faith, the belt of truth, or the helmet of salvation? What do you think, Robin? Me? Shield of faith. What do you think, Ryan? I totally agree. I 100% agree. And you are all three 100% right. You always need to check out my answers and make sure Ephesians 6 verse 16, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Very, very good. You both deserve an award, but I know who else deserves an award. And that is Eugene, who has been babysitting their granddaughter, Jojo, well, while talking. Robin has yeah. been has been taping with us. So uh, our, our thanks to, to Eugene. Yes. As yes. well. And Robin, uh, it's been great having you here. Um, I, I is Eugene with you or not? Um, I think everything is quiet in there, so I'm going to just leave it. She's <laughs> <laughs> too, OK? There's not, not yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I was intrigued by uh, our talking about dad and how that he, you know, led us in the scripture. And uh, 12 years ago, he went on to be with the Lord. And uh, he taught you the 23rd Psalm and he taught me the 23rd Psalm. And you just wanted to memorize something. I wanted to learn how to read. We were young. But Psalm 103 is something that you said was one of your favorite psalms. 
And I want to read a couple of verses here and then have you comment on them again. And then we'll talk about what you and Eugene are doing on Sundays. This is from Psalm 103. This is the New King James Version, verse 12 and verse 13. Verse 12 says, As far as the east is from the west, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Verse 13, as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. What do you think, Robin? Well, it just, first of all, as far as the east is from the west, you know, it, that is eternal. They're never going to meet. And that, that's what Christ accomplished for us with his death, resurrection, and ascension. He accomplished removing our sins, like Isaiah says, and making us white as snow. It's an amazing thing. It's not just a covering or a putting aside, or it, it is a complete wiping away. And we now have the chance to restart. And all things are passed away. And behold, all things are new. And I don't think we can ever, that never gets old. That never, we should never take that for granted. Because that is the biggest miracle. God, um, he's an amazing God. He loves us so much because that passage also speaks of his love and he blesses us. But even if he never blesses again, again, that uh, removing our transgressions from us is the, the biggest miracle we can ever experience. And all the rest that he gives us is just blessing. And I think that that it's important for us to to really just continue to meditate on that no matter how old we get spiritually no matter how far along in our journey never forget that miracle right there because that's what starts the whole thing that's what starts everything new i think uh what you said is so true they will never meet and i think for all of us here uh, and you talk about how old we get there are people who say well i'm so spiritually mature i don't need to know all that well let me tell you something when i read that mm -hmm. I'm very spiritually immature because I, I need to be close to God. And the only way I can be close to God is look at his greatness and his vast stature. It's just amazing. And when we get to heaven, Robin and, and Janice and Ryan, we will be praising the Lord all the time. Mm -hmm. And do you realize, like, we have to realize it will take us an eternity to get to know the depths of God. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how big he is. We will have to spend eternity continue. It's not like when we get to heaven, we're going to no. we're still, that's just the beginning. We're still going to be learning of his love and his mercy and his greatness and, and all about him. I, I think it's important, Robin, to remember that we think we know, well, what, you know, once we perish, we'll just get to heaven and that'll be fine. No, no, it's not that it's, it's, as you say, it's the beginning and we begin to learn and our eternal life begins now. When we pray, when we accept the Lord Jesus Christ, and that, that's so important. Psalm 103, it's your favorite psalm, and I understand why I get it. Um, I have 150 favorite psalms, by the way, and, um, but Psalm 103 is just amazing, just amazing. Thank you, Robin. Uh, your Sunday days at 10 o'clock Arizona time, that is 1 o'clock our time, that is 6 o'clock UK time, you and your wonderful husband, who is on our board as well, you get together and you go to air on the internet on YouTube with what? We do a live stream. 
about a half hour Bible discussion, he and I. And one of the things is, is we've, you know, we've been, it's been four decades on this journey, more than that, of, of our ministry journey together. And we're, we're this, we're still just now rediscovering some new things about the Bible that he and I have never learned before. That's what's so amazing about the word of God. And so that's basically what we do on Sunday mornings. We sit down and we discuss the the new things that we're learning and how they apply to this generation and our time that God has us in right now. And so that's on, on my YouTube channel, which you just search by searching my name and um, people that join us live can also join in the conversation by participating in chat. So if to join you live, go to YouTube and search Robin High School. Spell it, Robin. R-O-B-I-N, my first name, and my last name is H-E-I-S-K-E-L-L. All right. And Robin, I just wanted to say publicly how much you have meant to me as my sister-in-law and what an encouragement you always are. And you, and you talked about four decades of being in ministry. And I have to say, you know, as our journey, there have been wonderful times and there have been other times where God has really put us through tests. But you have always shone and you have always remained faithful to God. And when you talk about God's word and when you talk about God, you get that twinkle in your eye and your face is just glowing. And it's like that childlike faith. And so I just want to publicly thank you for that, for being such an encouragement to people um, and both you and Eugene. Um, thank you for your faithfulness to God through all of these years. And, and we feel the same. You know, it's been a number of years here on this program going through the Bible every year and we're the same. We still are discovering new things within the Bible and God's word and uh, what a blessing it is. But thank you. Thank you very much, Robin. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, you're uh, Eugene and your three kids and they're married and all of that. So it's good to see you. And now everybody knows when they write you, Janice, and write letters Mm -hmm. and emails and everything else, they know where Robin is. She's in Goodyear, Arizona, and they do a weekly uh, service uh, online at uh, YouTube or at uh, eugeneandrobin.com. Make sure that you check it out. Very good. Thanks, Robin. Thank you. See you later. Okay, well, let's get back to the Bible and let's get back to the Word and pray. Remind you that three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 3.30, we have a live prayer meeting on Facebook, YouTube, and Bible Discovery TV. I want to invite you to join us and we can pray for you as we apply ourselves to listening to the Lord. Today, we need to pray and Father, I choose to follow your way. Help me always to do that and help me to learn what that means in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.